Today, we're going to finish our study of the rich, beautiful, and powerful Queen of Sheba. Now, she's visiting King Solomon's palace in order to get all of her questions answered, and what she has discovered has left her absolutely breathless. Her story is causing us to examine our stories. What are the things in life that we value? What are the things in life that we allow to take up space in our hearts? Where do we go for our answers? I hope that after today's teaching, you, like the Queen of Sheba, will be breathless and in awe of the wisdom that only comes from God. This is Bible teacher and author Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. Our current Bible series is entitled Real Life. Now, let's listen to today's teaching. The Queen of Sheba had traveled across the Arabian desert in order to observe the wisdom of King Solomon. But more than that, she had heard about his faith and about his wisdom, and she wanted to ask him all the hard questions in life. Well, what she observed and what she saw left her absolutely breathless. And then the Queen of Sheba said something that just takes my breath away. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 9. These are the words of a formerly pagan queen. Blessed be the Lord your God, who delighted in you, King Solomon, to set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Did you know that no longer was she only breathless? Now she was feeling the breath of God on her life. I believe that the same breath of God that breathed life into Adam and Eve at creation was now blowing across the Queen of Sheba's life. I believe that at this extraordinary and miraculous moment, the Queen of Sheba realized that she was alive for the very first time. She began to worship the Lord Jehovah. She is sweetly aware of the love of the Lord. Now remember, this is the Old Testament, not the New Testament. People were aware of the justice of God, the righteousness and the anger of God. But this woman, she is aware of the love of God. Only a few perceptive people recognize God for his passionate and relentless love at this time in history. Because the Queen of Sheba had been in the presence of the wisdom of God, she was also introduced to the love of God. 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 10 through 12. And she gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very great amount of spices and precious stones. Never again did such abundance of spices come in as that which the queen of Sheba gave King Solomon. Also the ships of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought in from Ophir a very great number of almug trees and precious stones. And the king made of the almug trees supports for the house of the Lord and for the king's house. Also lyres and harps for the singers. Such almug trees have not come in again, nor have they been seen to this day. The queen of Sheba was a giver, wasn't she? She was a giver of abundant and exorbitant proportions. She gave four and a half tons of gold. 45 camels were required just to carry the weight of the gold that she brought 
to King Solomon. You know, giving always gets the attention of the king, doesn't it? This gold that she brought was equivalent today to $3.5 million of pure gold. And she brought an unheard of abundance of spice and jewels. Gift giving in ancient cultures communicated submission to a higher authority. Gifts were given to obtain favor and to respond to favor. Now, the Queen of Sheba began by giving to impress, but by the time she actually gave her gifts to King Solomon, she was giving just out of sheer gratitude and honor. She gave in response to royalty and to blessing and to wisdom. She gave because her heart was overflowing in the presence not only of King Solomon, but also in the presence of the Lord whom he served. You know, let me just tell you this. If you're a woman listening today, women were created to be givers. The response of our heart should always be to give and to give and to give and to give and to give again, because you can never outgive the Lord. First Kings 10, 13, and King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire which she requested, besides what he gave her according to his royal bounty. Then she turned and went to her own land together with her servants. So what happened after the queen of Sheba gave to the king? Why, he gave back to her, of course. The king gave back in greater abundance because what he already possessed was so incredible that he could give and give and give again. Picture this. Okay, I want you to picture this. The queen of Sheba, beautiful, lovely, powerful, was walking through the palace of King Solomon. They were just talking and discussing and asking and responding and just getting to know each other as two world rulers might do. And perhaps from time to time, the queen would say, oh, now that's beautiful. Oh, I love that painting. Oh, tell me about that sculpture. Oh, I've never seen such drapery as that. And every time she exclaimed, isn't that lovely? I've never seen anything quite like that before. The king would say, crate it up, prepare it for travel. It's yours. You see, the queen of Sheba went home with so much more than what she brought. I hope that she brought some empty suitcases, or would that be some empty camels? As the queen of Sheba stood before the king to bid farewell for the first time in her successful life, perhaps she knew that she was actually quite inadequate. She had brought riches and wealth to the king, but her offering may have seemed pitifully small. He was sending her home with so much more. She was returning home with abundance from his royal stash. She had brought her very best to him, but he gave more to her than she had offered to him. She came with great fortune, wanting to impress the king, but she was the one who had been impressed, who had been amazed, who had been breathless, who had been undone. The queen of Sheba was starting a new life based upon heaven's wisdom, upon worship, and upon knowing the God of all love. Now, what does this story have to do with our real life issues? Well, I'm so glad that you asked because I can't wait to tell you. Let's quickly look back at this story and learn how we also have the queen of Sheba's real life issues. Our lives seem pitiful in comparison to the king of all kings. What we have to offer him is a mere pittance in exchange for eternity and wisdom and joy. There is a man, my friend, there is a king who can fill a void in your life that has never been filled before. 
Maybe you've tried to fill your life with stuff, with things, with beauty, with education, or with travel. But as you enter into the presence of Jesus, you are in awe of who he is and what he has to offer. Do you remember what drew the Queen of Sheba to Solomon? She heard about his faith. That's what we read in 1 Kings 10, 1. When she heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. When you are drawn to the King of all kings, who can provide you with something you've never before owned, it draws you to him. You want to know more about him. You want to ask your hard questions of him. And no price is too high and no distance is too far. And just like the Queen of Sheba spoke to Solomon about all that was in her heart, so can you. That's what 1 Kings 10 verses 2 and 3 said, told us. When she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was hidden from the king, which he did not explain to her. Your king welcomes you into his presence. He invites you to sit at his table, to share in his great wealth. You can ask him every earthbound question that is in your human heart, and he is able to answer every single one. And then we studied the part of the story where the queen of Sheba became breathless because of what King Solomon spoke to her. When the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his waiters and their attire, their cupbearers and his stairway by which she went up to the house of the Lord, there was no spirit in her. She was breathless. And my friends, I must tell you, I am breathless too. I am breathless in the presence of my king. I am undone. And like the queen of Sheba was amazed by the power of Solomon and the wisdom of Solomon and the life that he had created and the beauty of his presence, I'm also in awe of my king. You know, one thing that was striking to me about this story is that the queen of Sheba was amazed at how he treated his servants, of how his servants were allowed to partake, to listen to his wisdom. That's found in 1 Kings 10, 8. How blessed are your men. How blessed are these your servants who stand before you continually and hear your wisdom. You know what? We serve a king who treats us extremely well, and we are allowed to hear his wisdom. And then it was the love of God that captured her attention. When you are more consumed with the Father's love for you than with any tangible blessing, you will be given a life of significance and blessing. Our hearts should cry out to our King, expose me to your love. And we can learn from the life of the Queen of Sheba how to be givers. Everything we own really belongs to our King, so we should hold nothing back from him. Everything we have should be surrendered at his throne. And when you give to God, he always gives back to you more than you could ever imagine. You know, the thing I actually love most about this extraordinary woman was her passion. She was passionate in her search for meaning, for wisdom, for giving, and for God. Are you passionate, my friend, or are you just letting life pass you by? Are you reading books that will never change your life? Are you watching TV shows that don't increase your faith? 
Are you choosing friends who lead you away from greatness? The Queen of Sheba was drawn to the wisdom of the king. No price was too high. No distance was too far. She opened her heart in his presence. She was breathless at who he was. She was amazed at the kingdom lifestyle, and she was consumed by the love of God. She was an extravagant giver to the king. You know, as I think about this woman, this one in a million woman, I actually think of a New Testament scripture, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.